So, we get a main event where we have a guy that's, what, what, Blake? He wants to kill someone. He wants to do meth and go to prison. Is that the three that, that Sean Strickland was talking about? Uh, I think he wanted to be in a trailer and create meth. Okay, okay. But he said he probably would be in prison if he oh, didn't fight. Gotcha, so a little bit of Walter White action on that one, man. I swear... Sean Strickland might be one of the craziest people in all of MMA because given what that dude said, like he had the best of quotes during the fight and after. Well, well he was saying that uh, he was a huge fan of main events and the fifth round because you're so tired that you don't care if you get hit. Yeah, no, this guy's definitely a psychopath. I, I love him so much. I am, like, this weekend, like, I liked Sean Strickland before this, but this weekend... Genuinely, maybe like a, a, I, I'm, I'm 100% behind Sean Strickland now. I want to see him get that belt somehow. That's going to be a good test. He's definitely a guy that's just different. I feel like you know, unique. Yeah. From uh, from the rest, he's definitely separated himself in terms of character and in terms of skill. Really. Exactly. Well, you know, we got plenty of stuff to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, because UFC Vegas 33 was a banger of a card, okay? And I do not want to hear otherwise on that one. Even though we did really have Blake's bangers, this whole card was a blanger it was a banger here. Some huge winners coming about this, including Jared Gooden and Cheyenne Bays. And then I mean Sean Strickland, do we have a star in the making? And of course we got some great fights that have been announced. I mean throw it over to Bellator because Although it's it's definitely a, a second-rate promotion compared to the UFC, uh, AJ McKee his start uh, starts is uh, Patricio Pitbull, and he is now the Bellator featherweight champion. Where would he fit in with the UFC rankings? And also, of course, UFC 265 is here, so we gotta tell you all about it. And then give um, we're gonna give you our predictions for that. I mean, Blake uh, got a little sync preview, but of course, this name of the week, man. Oh, you really have to feel bad for this man in particular because he really got the shaft on all of this. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 55 of UFC Talk. Of course, I'm your host, Ross Hunt, joined alongside by the UFC correspondent, Blake Campbell. Blake, how are we feeling on this fine, fine day after a very good card? Yeah, it was a good card. And on an unrelated note, USA beat Mexico in the Gold Cup. That's soccer. Dubs. I know you don't watch Dubs. that. No one cares about soccer, but I care about USA, baby. That's yes, all that matters. USA beat Mexico twice this summer. <laughs> beat twice? Happy. Yeah. American champion twice in two finals. We may only have one American champion in the UFC, but I guess we're somehow good at soccer. Okay. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm not going to question it. Still, still involves kicking. Not going to question it. So what that means is Thug Rose would beat uh, Brandon Moreno. That is confirmed. Right? Is that, is That'd that be a good that? fight. Shoot, I kind of want to see that now. I feel a little mean for that, but I kind of want to see it. Oh, boy. But before we get into things proper, just want to give a huge shout-out to the place that uh, is going to allow us for Blake to get his first paycheck sooner rather than later, and that is Patreon.com. Of course, our patrons are the best in all of the sports world, and for just $1 a month at the starting tier, you can get started with us, become a coveted Patreon member with us, and you get a bunch of goodies. You can go to that tier, you can go to the $5 tier, you can go to the $10 tier, whatever your heart desires, because I know Blake, look in his eyes, man. I mean, now is when I throw in the Arms of Angels music. I would sing it because I don't want to get copyright struck, but also I don't want to sing for you because you'll click off so damn quick. But look, he needs that. He needs that paycheck, and I want to give it to him. But I can't because we're kind of broke. So you know what to do, Blake, right? You know what they need to do. Yeah, you could just send me money to my Venmo if you want. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) I will not be linking that. It's all good. It'll, It'll be on the screen. It's okay. Blake's going to get my money this year in fantasy football anyway. Yeah, you still got to pay up, boy. Hey, hey, no, no, hit me up on Venmo. No, I'll just pay you. It's that easy. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's why we need Patreon subscribers so Ross can pay his fantasy football dues. 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> Might have to take that. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, let's get on into things because there's a really good card that we need to talk about, especially the main event. But of course, I want to give you some look at um, at least two of the people um, before we get to the main event because there's some big winners here. Uh, if you look at I me, mean, at least... Well, I guess we can't really ask the question this week, uh, did the bangers hit? Because we didn't necessarily have them. But I'll take a cup of answer on this because we did say that Jason Wood versus Brian Barbarena was going to be, was like the one fight we were sure about. And I mean, what would you know? That fight was amazing. Yeah, that fight was awesome. I mean, there was a few fights on this card that were just phenomenal. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's we, always like we're saying, it's always the cards that you don't have very high expectations for mm -hmm. that kind of take you by surprise mm -hmm. and it was like that little point i tried to make on twitter at fourth long radio you can go follow us there um uh, but whereas like a guy like you never know what new name is going to come out of one of these cards like hamsa chmaev came out on a card it was a uh, ige and cater so i mean it was similar to uc vegas 33 a solid name main event but if you look through the rest of the card is at least at that time it's a bunch of people that mo uh, most fans didn't really know or care about quite frankly. And so we see a huge star come from that card, and you never know with these. I mean, this one was a fun one, though, man. We tried to tell you about this card. We ended up getting four knockouts. There was two second rounds and two first-minute knockouts, and one of them was from uh, one of the one of my big winners from this card. That was Jared Gooden, because the Night Train uh, MFR, man, I really wish, I really wish we could get his post-fight interview uncensored. Because it sounded like gold, but the half the thing was muted. It was a shame. Yeah, you, you really couldn't tell what he was saying. <laughs> no, we got like one word here and there. We're trying to listen to a radio edit of an Eminem song. It just doesn't work, okay? Uh, but he starts Nicholas Stoltz in a, a minute eight into the first round. And man, was this just one hell of a performance and a really good way to get uh, uh, one... Was it his first one with the UFC or one of his earlier wins with the UFC? Um, sorry, he's had a he's had a. Um, it was his first win actually. Yeah, that's right, his first one with the UFC. He's now one and two in the promotion, but this was a really big way to to get your to get your first. Yeah, I think he lost decisions before, right? Yeah, it's a couple decisions. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, another really good fight that happened was that Chris Gritzmacher guy versus uh, oh, man. Rafa Garcia mm -hmm. where Rafa Garcia was kind of beating him up in the first round a little bit well I'm so, I don't know how Gritzmacher made through like that first flurry that, that Garcia hit him with yeah when he kind of dropped him mm -hmm. hit him on the chin and he stumbled back I, I want to say he, his butt might have touched the ground uh, but yeah he gets he gets back up continues fighting gets through the first and then second and third round he just puts it on him I mean it was just crazy how he just walked him down and hit him in the body a billion times it seemed like and the other guy you could just tell i mean he had no quitting him but he was wilting for sure that was a fun fight it was basically mm -hmm. two, i think two of the best fights were back to back because uh you had the brian barbarina and jason witt fight right after that and then um really like every other fight basically since pretty much from uh the chris gritzmacher fight and on it was just bananas like every every fight it was either a KO or like should be fight of the night on any other card it would be fight of the night mm -hmm. like both of those fights that happened in a row mm -hmm. fight of the night so damn good man I, I really love that thing. also wanted to shout to uh, Cheyenne Bays because she was a huge winner from this card of course because I mean we can go into the whole fighter pay thing of course it doesn't really matter how much we talk about this how much we tweet about this because it doesn't ultimately matter to Dana White necessarily so I mean we've had this conversation about a month ago or so when it came to John Jones talking about that um, I don't really think we need to rehash it but I mean it's a shame that we had to go through this but I still want to congratulate Baze because she's able to she I mean we heard her post fight interview and stuff like that she's been broke trying to do the sport and then um, I, I mean, hopefully that all of you saw this over at least on the UFC's um, Twitter Instagram account how they posted the video of um, Bay's learning that she got the performance of the night bonus and that's just cool stuff right there man I, I love it when when stuff like that happens I'm sure Dana's gonna take care of her a little bit too you know that was a, that was a pretty sweet highlight from his yacht in Greece yeah. I mean you do good business I'm sure Dana takes care of you <laughs> 
I'm very sure, and especially if you're an attractive woman. <laughs> Paige Van Zandt. I mean, just the list goes on. Ronda Rousey. Yoan uh, Jacek was in Greece. Jacek picture. I don't know, man. What's going down in Greece, Blake? Blake, you need to get over there. Come on, you bachelor. Go over to Greece. <laughs> Why are you pressing me? The Delta variant's out, bro. I'm trying to be cool. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be a super spreader, you freaking... You know, you're just being insensitive. There's one of you. I'm being insensitive. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. Okay. You can go on the yacht, middle of the ocean, you're safe. Nah. Can't do it. Can't do it? Or you it's won't do my, it. It's against my morals. I'll go to Cabo, though, in September. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have morals. You're a Raiders fan, so uh, uh, shut up. Don't get me started, bud. Don't get no. We're here enough pre-show, okay? I don't need this into the show. Oh man, I, are we going to have to give you like a? Oh, uh, maybe do an NFL show with you previewing the Raiders season. We're going to have to do that. You have to pay me a little bit more. All right, I'll give you a cent. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. About it. Oh boy! All right, let's roll to the main event because this was a really. Good fight, um, all things considered. This is a really impressive main event because, I mean, we just saw... I don't know if a lot of people were expecting this. I was expecting... I, I had Sean Strickland in this one, but I wasn't necessarily expecting a fight like this where we see Strickland batter Uriah Hall over five rounds in his first main event fight. I mean, Sean Strickland is now on the, what, a five-fight winning streak? And then even according to one of the judges, Mike Bell, uh, he had a 10-8 round in round three, and also to go alongside this almost beatdown where, I mean, in this fight, it really looked like he wasn't ever in, in a bad situation, I would say, throughout all 25 minutes. He was just there in the dominant position, uh, whether he was outstriking Ryan Hall on the feet, which almost no one does, or out-wrestling him on the ground, which, I mean, Sean Strickland's very skilled at. And then we also saw him set a bunch of, a middleweight striking record. So significant strikes thrown at 428. Significant strikes landed at 186. Significant head strikes landed at 173. And distance strikes landed at 169. So what did you make of this uh, performance by Sean Strickland? And were you kind of expecting something like this to happen? Um, I mean... I was definitely surprised that it was as much of a beatdown as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting definitely a little bit more of a competitive fight, especially since they were training partners, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that they might have a couple tricks up each other's sleeves. But really, I mean, it, it was just a domination by Strickland from start to finish. There was really no good moments, I think, that that Uriah really strung together. I mean, he'd have a couple decent punches here and there, mm-hmm. but it would only it would be onesie-twosie. It would never be anything. And, and really maybe just onesie. I don't remember him ever stringing together, uh, you know, a combination that really stuck out in my mind. Whereas Strickland, uh, he, he damn near finished him in one of the, I, I think it might've been the third round where he had him pressed up against the fence yeah, and had him clearly wobbled and then shot for the shot for the takedown for whatever reason. <laughs> but you know, that's just things he'll be able to go back and, and look on and, and, and getting that five round experience is going to be huge for him because now it's just going to be main event, main event, main event. Probably it's, it's either that or co-mains mm-hmm. from now on. It's going to be big fights, big fights, big names. He's not placed himself on the top of the card. He's not going to be, mix. he's not going to be a bomb of the main card guy. Definitely not going to be a prelim guy for probably the rest of his career. Yeah. Which is, Impressive, impressive. I mean, unless, unless he has a fastball from, you, you never know yeah. if you get in the when, once you get in the shark infested waters and start losing, mm-hmm. you know, two, three, four in a row. You could never know what happens, but hopefully he's he's good and he's mm-hmm. ready to get tested like that. We'll see what happens. And what do you think about the kind of take that a lot of people maybe discrediting Sean Strickland a little bit by saying Uriah Hall looked off or he didn't want to be there because I didn't really see that. I mean, I saw that in parts, but for the most part, you saw. Uriah Hall looked like he was fighting back through all that. Like, he took a couple shots where he could have gone down. Like, a, what uh, I think it was a late round where he took kind of like a knee to the head in the clinch. And yeah, there, he I gave mean, a there drop. Was, there was like, I want to say three round three, round four, round five. There were all moments in those rounds where he easily could have quit mm-hmm. and, and let Strickland finish him. But he, he kept fighting and he kept coming back. Um, 
but as to what you were saying, it didn't look like he wanted to be in there to some people. I I saw that once it came to about the second round. Hmm. I didn't see that before the fight. Before the fight, he looked like he wanted to, you know, kill, he wanted to kill. Yeah. He looked serious all week. It was business approach. You know, it, it looked like there was maybe a little bit of friction between the two, just by judging by his answers he was given to the reporters. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like he was intense, you know, and he wanted it. Um, so I, I didn't see that he wasn't there or didn't want to be there before the fight. Mm-hmm. Round two, though, definitely saw a change in his demeanor, definitely saw a change in how he was carrying himself, and it looked like his confidence was kind of diminishing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Strickland even in, even addressed that in his after-fight uh, presser and said that he – I'm pretty sure he said he thought he broke his orbital mm. with one of those early punches, and that's kind of why he was squinting and, like, messing with his eye a little bit the whole fight. And that wouldn't surprise me. And, and maybe he didn't break his orbital, but he definitely damaged it to a to a point to where it affected him. Mm-hmm. And he might have only been fighting with one eye that whole fight, for all we know. Yeah, obviously that's that's not going to help. But uh, I think this like overall ninety percent Sean Strickland being good in this fight, ten percent Uriah Hall kind of being bad in this fight. I, I think because Uriah Hall is a proven fighter and he's been a solid guy for for a, a good stretch of time he's one that uh, I mean really put a beat down on Anderson Silva I know is a late non-primary Anderson Silva be, be able to do that I I mean no matter what I mean not even Andrew, or not even Israel on the sign was able to do that and that was only within about like a year or so of that fight so I, I thought it was fine, but I just think Sean Strickland looked great. And personally, if he continues to do stuff like this, if he can, continues to have fun, um, I guess, fun interviews, he's almost like, I mean, we have all saw the highlights, and we see what Sean Strickland does during fights, or at least maybe not this one necessarily, but before this, he's one of those guys that talks and is funny as hell during a fight. Um, almost like what we saw from Kevin Holland, but this time Sean Strickland can actually back it up. This yeah, Kevin. he actually he actually wins, <laughs> right? No I mean, offense, Kevin. I love you. No, I love Kevin. He's uh, he's funny as hell. He's one of the funniest fighters in in MMA. But John Strickland, he goes out there. He talks to he he um, talks talk and walks the walk. Uh, Kevin Holland hasn't really done that in his last couple of fights. Although they've been tough fights uh, mm-hmm. against good guys. One was a, one was a filling against a guy that would fight for the belt. But you you know. Um, I, I really think Sean Strickland could be a star in this middleweight division, and I'm super excited to see what we, what we can get from him in the future, you know? Yeah, same. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Hey, and the, if he... Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Blake, I just thought of this. I really now need Sean Strickland to roll up to, like, the Apex or whatever venue he's fighting at in, like, a rather, you know, like, RV trailer. Is that? He was talking about that he was going to be cooking meth in there. I want to see him rolling like the one we saw in Breaking Bad. I want to see him roll up in one of those, just just to play into the bit. Mm, I guess. <laughs> he better not be cooking no meth in there, though. I want to see him fight some more. Does you saw a t- test for meth? I would assume that so. probably shows up on something. I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a real question we have to ask here. Does he sell a test for meth? Because we know they test for weed. Um, you know, obviously John Jones is the cocaine. Uh, we got, I mean, you know, you know the, those nice blue pills that everyone says is tainted supplement, not steroids. Uh, so you never really know. But let's take a look at what should be next with Sean, uh, Sean Strickland, who's, who's should, or at least he's on a star trajectory in this division because he provides... A lot of really interesting matchups for a lot of the top guys in the division. And I think now is the time that we give him like a big, or I guess maybe put in quotes, but a big name fighter to, to really see what he's made of. Um, so I, I, I guess, a, I guess I think my favorite pick would be Jack Hermanson or possibly the loser of Derek Brunson versus Darren Till later this year. Or um, actually only in a couple weeks now. Yeah, I think uh, that. I mean, that's a decent option. I think another option could possibly be Edmund Shabazian, even though he's coming off of a loss. He's still number ten, still a young guy with a lot of potential. But they probably wouldn't feed him to a Sean Strickland guy yeah. coming. I want to see. I want to see Edmund bounce now. back. I want to see Edmund bounce back. You know, Strickland probably should be number. I would. I would think he'd be number eight or number nine. 
after the rankings come out this week. Well, he should at least be taking Uriah Hall's eight, maybe. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Though. You never know. Well, they, busy. Could he jump Kelvin Gastelum? That's I what I'm saying. So. It kind of it kind of depends. I think so. Five five but, uh, winning streak. But yeah, everyone else basically is is all booked. Mm-hmm. Derek Brunson's booked uh, with Till. Hermans Hermanson's the only free one really. Vittoria is going to go against Costa in October now. Mm-hmm. I think Jared Cannier is a little too high for Strickland at this point. Yeah, Cannier is a little high because he's gonna. Yeah, but yeah, I he, think one more win he's there. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, it just depends. I mean, if someone doesn't have a dance partner, maybe Strickland will maybe Strickland will look a, like an enticing option. Who knows? But yeah, yeah I, I think the one that makes the most sense definitely is the uh, probably the Hermanson one. Mm-hmm. And that'd be fun because Strickland but has did, the ability. He fight last though. He fought Shabazdian, right? Mm-hmm. So he might. Mm. I mean, I guess he's not really in a position to decline fights, but no, I know I know he's going to want to be fighting up, but. But that would be a good fight. Uh-huh. That would be a good fight. I think that would be a solid proven fight for either guy. If you look at from just a matchup perspective, Sean Strickland might have what it takes to match or at least to not get submitted by Jack Hermanson on the ground. And he, I would say he definitely has a stand-up advantage. That would be a good fight. I would, fight. I would definitely be interested in watching that. That would be a good fight, man. Um, would you prefer that over the loser Bronson versus Till? Yeah, just because it could happen sooner. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. Strickland's going to be out for a little bit, and then Hermanson will be waiting in the wings, whereas Derek, you know, Brunson and Darren Till haven't even fought yet. And that's probably going to be a, a fist fight. You know? We'll see. We'll see what Unless Brunson goes. goes wrestling. I mean, I think that's his only choice, really. <laughs> Look at do you, do you not remember the Israel Adesanya fight? Do you remember that? Nah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be rough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best. But um, obviously, we'd love to see what you guys think. Just go make sure uh, you can interact with us and all, and like, a lot of the stuff that we keep on putting out, that I keep on putting out over on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter at 4th Long Radio. Instagram at 4th Long Radio. Of course, the links are in the bio if you're on YouTube. And if you're listening on audio, uh, you can just go on over to the 4th or the fourthlong.com slash UFC for links to everything. But we're going to move on from UC Vegas 33 and take a look at some of the headlines that we had this week uh, because one of the ones that I, I'm really intrigued by, of course, UFC 268 is looking to be a stacked card. Um, we're having Kamar Usman versus Colby Covington to MSG. Glad that we finally got that announced and ironed out and good to go. Um, then, of course, we'll get into a second, but Gagey versus Chandler finally announced uh, but now we got some stuff Leon Edwards put on Twitter recently that he's um, going to be ready for a November or December fight and it's time to really just finally have this Jorge Masvidal Leon Edwards fight go down the the, the, the two piece of soda uh, we can finally get the beef settled here um, so would this be something that you want to see is this something that the UFC is going to do or should do and also, should they add this to a looking like a sack 268 or maybe save it for 269? Um, I would say you have to do either, yeah. I mean, you have to do either fight night main event, you know, so they get their own billing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you got to put it on 269 just because 268, I think it already has Gaethje and Chandler, right? Yep. Yeah, Gaethje Chandler and Usman Covington. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have your main event right there, and I'm assuming Gaethje Chandler, unless there's like another title fight that gets out of that card, they're probably going to be the co-main event. But they're at least going to be probably the second storyline. I think that should be the co-main event. I don't want to see another title fight add to that, to be honest. Yeah, just put some bangers underneath it. Let Come me on, use the other three fights. So I'll set it up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we've been we've been good with our with our. Uh... I wanted to get uh, Sugar Sean on that card two sixty eight. Ooh. For Madison Square Garden. Ooh, but I would love to see Sean. Sugar's a smart man, though. He said those taxes is crazy over there. He is right. Hey, hey, if I was Sugar, I'd just be staying on anything in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. For no real. income tax, baby. 
I'm saying that's you're gonna literally save thousands and thousands of dollars just doing that. Literally. So like, why why wouldn't you do that if you have the opportunity? Why wouldn't you do that? Hey hey, imagine winning 50k for Forza Night Bus and losing and only bringing home like 30k of that, man. Yeah, I would cry. Yeah, that that's not okay. Not okay. Absolutely. Cry. Also, imagine having to fight in front of the New York State Athletic Commission, which is garbage. Horrendous. <laughs> How are you gonna have a doctor stoppage on the Nick on Nate Diaz fight, man? Yeah, don't get me started on those guys. They're just <laughs> bad. They're bad vibes. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, uh, but is this a fight to make? Should we finally pull the trigger on Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards? I mean, I would love to see it. I think it's been, it's like two years too late, basically. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I would have loved to see it like the day after it happened. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I should sure happened. I, I'm always down for wait, that fight. Wait, where I play? It did happen like Super Bowl row or something like that a couple years ago. No, I remember it was, row? The, it was at the England card. Oh, you're, you're that's right. The Usman and Game Bread. Yeah, that's right. I got I got them confused. I mean, Hori Mazal on backstage fights, man. Name a better duo. Pretty common. <laughs> ben Askren, all those all those kind of guys. Surprised he wasn't uh, the one that slapped uh, Brian Ortega's translate or or the Korean Zombies translator. I know, right? <laughs> but it was the one where he knocked out Darren Till. The yeah. That he knocked out Darren Till. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was such a huge car when that happened. But go off a tangent, whatever. That's going to be really good. But, I mean, UFC 268, and going off, going to this, Gaethje versus Chandler, we're finally getting it. I kind of have to think that the little Twitter, like, one two-day Twitter rant argument thing might have helped get this booked because we saw nothing... For like a while, and then this happened, and we got the fight announced. Um, so I'm just glad to finally see Justin Gaethje back in pre. In it's he'll it'll be over a year. Wait, no, no, no. It'll be yeah. Right. No, he fought. He fought against Khabib in, in like October. October. I thought he fought against him in November. Or is or is it November or October? October or November. I mean, I think we're going to figure this one out. Which one was it? Oh, let's see who's right on this one. October twenty fourth of twenty twenty. See October. Told you on the money. On it was money, Blake. November. <laughs> I don't hear it, but um. So one of the questions about this is, I mean, obviously this can be fan freaking tastic fight that we're all extremely excited to see. Someone is getting their lights put out. It's probably not going past two rounds. But is the winner of this fight guaranteed a title shot? I mean, after the Dustin Poirier fight, yeah, I'd, I'd say why not. Well, yeah. Well, even Michael Chandler. Yeah, why not? I don't know. You tell me why not. He had he had Oliveira beat in the first round, and then yeah, he gets knocked out in the second round. So mm-hmm. I mean, it really it was a coin flip in that fight. Yeah, it was. I think Chandler's proven that he's definitely one of the top five in the division, and he can win the title on any given day. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah, I mean, if he if he starches Gaethje and KOs him, that's going to be – that's way more than enough for me. I mean, Gaethje's a killer. Mm-hmm. How many guys have we seen him just break down in the octagon? Yes, he's had a couple losses to Eddie Alvarez, to Dustin Poirier, but, I mean, he just goes in – or Habib as well. Mm-hmm. But he just goes in there and he breaks people down. You're also – counterpoint real quick, Blake. Those are losses to, you know, Dustin Poirier and Eddie Champ- Alvarez. Title and- challenger. And former champion, one of the goats, and greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. well, argu- arguably for that division, Come on, greatest man. of all time. It's not bad losses, <laughs> and all those fights were great. Well, maybe besides the Habib fight. Well, that was a pretty good fight to be honest. Uh, the round and a half that lasted, but the yeah, it was okay. The two fights he got knocked. Oh, that first round of Habib and Gaethje was great. I really enjoyed that. I remember text like texting you during it, and I was like, dude, this is like I'm actually enjoying watching Habib mm-hmm. for once. I was like, he's he's not just you know. Yeah. Going straight to the ground. He's actually engaging for a second. And showing you off that he has a chin? Player. Yeah. He has a chin for sure. He What's, got caught by a, a good shot. Wasn't it? I mean, oh, well, Ryan could be real quick. He went 3 0 at uh, the, the Belter card uh, last weekend. So, I mean, Habib is undefeated in the octagon, and he has yet to have a fighter lose when he's in their corner. Yeah, who's going to be his first loss? He's probably going to be very disappointed. He's probably just going to feed him to the bear that he wrestled a number of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Losers get fed to the bear, Blake. 
Or, wait, uh, would you would you rather be fed to the bear or thrown into the river he was swimming in? Uh, probably river. I'd suppose. Take river. I'm a strong swimmer. Hey, hey, them legs, man. I see your quads. Your quads are popping. Okay. That's the soccer quads. Your bro. soccer boy quads. I like it. Uh, I would love this fight, though. And yeah, I'm also, I mean, I guess the only, I, one of the counterpoints you can make to this, the only other people that would be able to get a title shot, maybe before the winner of this, would be maybe Islam Makachev or Benil Dariush if they make that matchup. But of course, they have yet to make that matchup. Yeah, I just I don't think that's gonna happen unless they fought each other. I don't think that's gonna happen. Exactly. Because I think Islam, if they're if none of the top guys are gonna fight him, then he's probably still at least two fights away. Mm-hmm. And Benil is for sure at least one fight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I mean, you could. I don't care who the hell you book together at the top of the lightweight division. I don't care who the hell you have compete for the title because they're all going to be good fights. You know, there is not a bad fight in any of this. And then, if we want to say, you know, this 155, let's roll into 145, because we don't talk about Bellator too much, because honestly, there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about. Uh, but AJ McKee, we got to talk about this. He starts his Patricio Pitbull just a few minutes into their first round bout at the Bellator court on Saturday. He takes the 145-pound belt. He wins the $1 million and the Bellator Grand Prix. And there's a lot of talks, and like obviously we always have comparisons of Bellator to UFC. How good are these guys? I mean, most recently Michael Chandler seeing how well this Bellator um, lineup stands to the UFC lineup. So Blake, let's take a look. Where do you think AJ McKee would stand if he was in the UFC featherweight division? Would he be? Uh, would, do you think he'd be champion? Maybe he could be with Max Holloway, Brian Ortega. Uh, where where do you think where would you put him uh, at least top five right? I don't know about top five. Ooh, There's some really, really good guys in top five. Um, I I'd, I'd need to see more, and especially because I haven't seen a ton of his fights. I mean, yeah. that was the biggest fight of his, and that's the only fight of his that I've really watched. So mm-hmm. honestly, that was the first Bellator fight that I've watched fully. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I've, yeah. I've seen a few here and there. I haven't. I watched some of those Chael Sonnen fights that sucked. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, that was my own fault on those. Hey, ones. it doesn't matter. He might, they might have sucked, but he's still undefeated. So who cares? But I mean, dude, there's some straight killers in the featherweight division. I mean, yeah. Cal Cater, Danny Ige. Green Zombie. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, Holloway, Brian Ortega, Alex Volkanovsky, like all these guys are world class. All right, see, here, what I'm going to do, Blake is I'm going to go from champion and down the contenders, top contenders, and you're going to stop me on the fighter you think AJ McKee could beat, okay? Sure. So, Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, the Korean Zombie, Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett, Dan Ige, Edson Barbosa, Yika Jikadze, Bryce Mitchell, Sadiq Yusuf. Yeah. Oh, right there. Sadiq Yusuf. I think it'd be Sadiq Yusuf for Bryce Mitchell. Ooh. Ooh, honestly, I'd love to see Bryce Mitchell on the ground against Agent McKee. I think he starches him. Yeah, I mean, who knows? That is tough, Blake. The Bellator champion of the world. Like, I mean, he the one thing that he has above uh, Patricio, I think, <clears throat> is the fact that he's he looks obviously a little more athletic. Yeah, all, way lankier, obviously a mm-hmm. little more reach. But uh, but yeah, man, I mean, these guys in the UFC they're battle tested, dude. They've been fighting the best of the best, you know, with the most money behind them that they could attain. Exactly. Do you see that Bellator? Do you see guys constantly fighting? The best in the world? No. no. Like, their records are not even comparable. Like, resumes, wins, losses, they're not yeah. comparable. And you know what else? On another note, too, I wish I could remember the exact number. But uh, the whole Bellator payout this weekend for the whole card, like every fighter involved, it was a little over $2 million. Now, include that's including 
the $1 million payout to AJ McKee. So that's basically cut in half at that point, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the rest of the whole car got to split. But $220,000, I think at least, I, I wanna say that was the number, that went to Patricio. Mm. So yeah, you basically had like a little less than 1 million to split between the rest of the, the card. Like I saw some people on there getting paid like a flat 4K. Mm. And people wanna complain about Dana White and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I understand, but Dana White is paying a little bit you know, better than the other guys. So it's like, they're kind of in a crappy situation. They ain't got Coco revealing, oh yeah, I'd love to have a cross promotional fight with AJ McKee. It's like, yeah. No shit, you would. You have right. everything to gain by having yeah, UFC exactly. put a fight on. Dana That's White wouldn't even wipe his ass with you. <laughs> AJ, the only chance AJ McKee has at fighting UFC is if he ends his contract with Bellator or fights it out and comes over to UFC. Which I would applaud him if he actually did. I don't blame guys like like him for because you can be champion, you can make a million dollars, and you yeah. you be the best fighter in that promotion. Well, look at Chandler. I mean, yeah. that's the blueprint. Look at Eddie Alvarez. I mean, the blueprint's been laid, you know. So, I think if he's inter- if he's interested in finding out if he's the best, he'll be in UFC eventually, especially if he continues uh, his title reign. Every if you're the greatest, if you're truly the greatest, you are in the UFC, and it, it's it's not even just an opinion anymore. It's just a fact. We've seen it. Okay, come on, like Michael Chandler, Bellator guy. I love Michael Chandler. Great fighter. But then you see the the lifelong UFC guy, he comes in and he knocks him out. Hey, I mean, stats don't lie, man. Stats don't lie. But of course, let us know where you think of this. Was Blake a little too harsh with AJ McKee? I don't know. You'll just have to let us know on that one. And let's cap things off, Blake. UFC 265. It's another pay-per-view. It's another chance for you to get another ruby. I, I guess on that prestigious fourth and long suck my pick title. Okay, the reigning champ. <laughs> I was just thinking a good headline for uh, for what we just said about AJ McKee. Uh-huh. Uh, AJ McKee can't even beat top ten UFC. Hey, uh, in the can't even beat a top ten fighter in the UFC featherweight division. Hey, I'll write that down, man. I'll write that down. I'll post that. I am quoting you, Blake. Okay, because although I am very inclined to agree. Um, if we ever get enough flack about this, I'll just blame you. So, I come out and no matter I what, would, I would love for someone to tell me which top ten featherweight would beat him. Honestly, or uh, what would uh, he would beat? I, I guess my the biggest one might be Dan Ige, maybe Calvin Cater. That's I don't know about that. I think, I think just man. Oh, here, here we go. Our obligatory. I really want to see Josh Emmett return to the UFC sooner rather than later. Uh, uh, comment. Josh Emmett would knock the hell out of AJ McKee. <laughs> Dude, he would send him into orbit. <laughs> Josh Emmett would murder this guy. Murder. I mean, it's it's come on. Edson Barbosa against AJ McKee. That'd be a good one. Oh, that that's a good ass fight, man. Even the Shane Burgos, man. Even Shane Burgos. God, poor guy. He's number 14 oh. now. Well, Jeez. it's because he, his brain shut down on him. Yeah. Hey, but Shane Burgos is still a killer, though. And we but it's like, him. how is he number 14 and Barbosa's number 9? I don't, I don't know. know, man. I don't know. I wish I, wish I worked for the UFC, so we'll see. Uh, but <laughs> like I said, UFC 265... Oh, this is a fun card. Of course, we're down a big fight. We're down the co-main of Man Nunez versus Pena. Uh, but you know, it's not the worst thing that could happen we're, um, because it, it's still a good card. And it's one of those cards where, I mean, still with Derek Lewis and Ciro gone, stupid matchup to make, but a great fight to watch. You know, it's just one of those ones. But also, we got guys like Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz now in the co-main event. Michael Kies and Vicente Luque might, if who the winner of this, might be one win away from a title shot and for that welterweight division. I mean, you got killers in, in the women's strawweight division like Tisha, uh, Tisha Torres and Angela Hill. They are going to throw down. I mean, now I'm looking forward to the what we refer to as the main event of the prelims. Bobby Green and Rafael Fiziev. Ooh, boy. But Blake, uh, let's make up for the lack of Blake's bankers from last week. And let's see what you got for us for this big old P. 
pay-per-view. Yeah, well, you just touched on one there. Uh, the first one I'm I'm choosing is Bobby Green versus Rafael Fiziev. Have to. Uh, this one should just be a barn burner for sure. Uh, the next one is going to be the fight actually right after it. Um, and basically, really, every fight, it's, it's going to be a lot like this last weekend, in my opinion. I think once the Bobby Green Rafael Fiziev fight hits, every fight from then on is going to just be fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that fight, you have Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny most recently lost to Dom Cruz. Uh, Song Yudong, uh, I want to say he lost a decision to Kyler Phillips most recently, but it was really close. Um, but two very exciting fighters that love to throw down. I guarantee this fight doesn't stay on the ground very long if it does go to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone should be getting knocked out or pieced up. <laughs> the the last banger I chose, uh, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. I mean, that's just that's easy. You know, I don't I don't know how you could not choose that. Mm-hmm. Those are two guys that just throw down. Munoz has had some vicious knockouts. He's been knocked out a couple times. Uh, Aldo, same thing mm-hmm. can be said for him, a legend um, in the featherweight division. So it should be a good, it should be a great co-main. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think they did a good job replacing the uh, Amanda Nunes fight, and hope that she's doing all good and her family is all well. Yeah, that's not a bad co-main to have replace it. And do do you agree that if Aldo loses fight, is is his chances of ever being champion again over? If not already. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. It, I mean, possibly, but he's already fought for the title, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's already looking really tough. He, he has he has to beat everyone in front of him. So yeah, if, if if he if he loses this fight, it might. I don't know if it's over for good, but it's definitely ninety nine thousand times harder mm-hmm. than already than it already was. Exactly. But now let's take a look at this big old heavyweight main event. We got the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, looking to get his hands on gold in this technically a second title fight with the UFC. We had the one with Daniel Cormier where it was just a wrestle fest by DC. Um, That's between his first and second fight with Sipe Miocic. Um, but obviously, Derek Lewis is a way different fighter um, than he um, now than he was then. Cyril Gaon has a chance to become a UFC champion in just his tenth MMA fight. So how's that for a set? That's that's ridiculous, man. I really don't and understand. Interim champion, don't call him a champion. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Too many. That's actually words. But the way I'm thinking about this fight, Blake, if we want to get to our predictions about this, is if you look at everything technical, if you look at everything just from a, a fight in MMA, I, I guess technique, and how good they are as an MMA fighter, you got to say Cyril Gaon on this one. But doesn't that mean that Derek Lewis is probably going to find a way to knock this guy out and become UFC interim champion? You want me to ruin my prediction? Yes, please. Bizarre. Derek Lewis by knockout. Oh, we're both on the same page then. I'm going. Blake, I'll give it to you. Round two. Derek Lewis, round two. Copycat. <laughs> All right, what minute then? What minute? Um, I I don't know. I think it might. What was this Curtis Blades one? And that was like round, was that a round three? Was that a five rounder? Yeah, that um, yeah, that was in the main event, and that was um, in the um, first minute and a half of round two. Really, was that early? Yeah, you put him out early. Oh, that's still such a oh, that's still such an early knockout, man. Seeing Curtis, I just don't think it's good news if he goes long with Gone. No, because then Gone would have just done way Dan's last two fights and just outwork. Yeah. He's just super sharp, and yeah. he knows how to use his range. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and that's the thing. It, I don't know how much of a wrestling threat he's going to try and use against Derek, but it's like you don't want to stand with him either. But also, just, but also just Derek Lewis has have really – Derek Lewis's takedown defense has gotten a lot better too. And, yeah. That's it's hard to take him down. That, that uppercut is number one defense, it looks like. <laughs> but uh, Man, you yeah. shoot for a takedown, you're going to get catch something on the bottom of the jaw. 
like it or not, the Lewis is still going to have way more experience than this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. 25 and 7 compared to a guy that's going into his 10th fight, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. For something, for some reason, I just I have a good feeling about Derek. He looks hungry. Uh, not literally. But uh, I mean, he, he, always looks, he always looks hungry. Right? Literally. But but I'm saying in a figurative, in a figurative way at this point in time. Also, I, I'm just <laughs> rooting... For a Derek Lewis knockout, so we can see that Houston's the the Torre de Center explode in Houston, man. That roof would blow up. Yeah, and that's another factor too is the home field advantage, basically. I feel like Derek Lewis. You see a lot of fighters like maybe like crumble under the pressure of fighting like in their hometown. I feel like Derek Lewis is probably the best guy for a hometown fight. Well, I just don't think he's going to care that much. Exactly, he doesn't care. But everyone else is going to care, and that energy is going to be infectious. Oh. You know, whether you try to block it out or not, like Gon's going to have a tough time, probably uh, dealing with everyone being against him. And the and USA chance. Derek Lewis, whether he likes it or not, I feel like it's going to fuel him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to it's got to feel nothing but good. Mm-hmm. Your name chanted to have the, you know, representing your country against another guy from a different country. Like it's just going to. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's shaping up well for Derek. We'll see if he ha- if he can put it all together. Um, he's because he's got to show up that night. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't have a situation that happened like against Francis Ngannou and and even against Curtis Blades. He said that he came out cold in that fight too, but somehow he was able to turn that around. So yeah. hopefully this time he he actually gets to come out there and, and start out hot and and we get to see the full potential of the Black Beast. That would be sick. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm rooting against Gon in this one. I just really want to see Derek Lewis win. That's all. That's all. He's got to atone for that really trash fight that him and Francis had. Mm-hmm. You know, what, three years ago. Maybe we can get the rematch. Tech- no, uh, I mean the first fight between them two if Derek Lewis wins this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then if Derek Lewis does get the knockout in this fight, he will have the record for most knockouts in UFC history. That's a tough guy to go against, no matter what. That, that would be sweet. Oh, that's a hell of a freaking record oh. to have. If you have the most knockouts in UFC, that's something to like, you know. Bad man, that's all the famer. You you couldn't tell me nothing. No, that was my record. No, if if you, or especially the heavyweight division, you can knock out anyone in the world. Is essentially what you're saying, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so knocking, knocking out the freakiest of the freaks, oh, dude. All in all, I am so excited for this fight. Like I, once again, I reiterate, it's stupid that they're fighting in the first place. It should just be in Gallen versus Lewis. But I'm still really excited for this. You know? Yeah, it's still gonna be a great fight. Oh, yeah. It's still gonna be. It's still gonna get some clarity in the division. It's gonna be a damn good card, and it's gonna be one hell of a Saturday. But ladies and gentlemen, before we wrap things up, you know what time it is. It's time for the Nene of the Week. And if you're paying attention to UFC Vegas 33, you know damn well who's so deserving of this award and it's not even his fault. Danny Chavez. He's fine. Uh, Maki Pitolo. Um, he gets eye poked. You mean Kai Kamaka? Kai Kamaka. Damn it. I really did that. You know, Blake... <laughs> I'll pull, I'll pull the trump card. I can make a mistake. It's my birthday. I can do whatever the hell I want. Okay, that's fine. I just don't want the Hawaiians coming after you, bro. Oh, the, please don't. I'm just looking out me. for you. Hey, hey, Blake. I appreciate you. Thank God there's an ocean in between us, man. Them Hawaiians are, ooh, would not be good, man. I'm saying, hey, hey, Blake. You're only looking out for me. I, I, I appreciate you, dog. That's why I have you on. Here for you, bud. <laughs> I feel like we do one of these every show. It's great. <laughs> but thanks, Chavez. Uh he gets eye poked real bad takes almost a full five minutes I thought he was I thought they're actually going to call this fight but you see him he gets the ice he puts on his eye he keeps blinking he and he takes almost like those full uh, 600 seconds and he says hell yeah Herb Dean I want to keep fighting let's do this thing and then like 30 seconds later he gets kicked so hard in the nuts and then he goes down again man that's <laughs> so bad that's, yeah, that's a rough one. That's so bad. Ends and the fight getting, ends in a draw too. It's yeah. just like ugh. Ends again draw because because Kakamaka got a got a point taken away. <laughs> oh 
He, hey, Blake. I think he got nade I think he got nade Yeah. I mean, Kai Kamaka kind of nade himself, too, there. <laughs> Is this the rare double nade It can be. I think it, it, it qualifies. <laughs> double nade ladies and gentlemen. It is a rarity, but it's a, obviously one hell of a spectacle when you do see something like that. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us on UFC Vegas. Or is, I keep on doing that, man. I keep on doing that. Can I just get good outro? UFC Talk 55. I swear, I would be surprised if we end up getting UFC Vegas 55 one of these days. It's going to catch up to us. This is... Oh, this is something else. But, uh, I mean, I guess they got a good set at the Apex. But that's going to do it for us. We really appreciate you sticking around to the end. You really are the best of people. Um, then, like uh, how we shout out the month at the beginning of the show, just got to give a shout out to our wonderful patrons uh, over on patreon.com slash fourth long. Get started today, just $1 a month. But a huge shout out to Ray Rodriguez. And for all your all your card collecting needs, go follow at the Big Bat Box on Instagram. Shout out to Ryan Watson and Neil Wiley. But Blake, maybe I won't throw you off this week. Your thoughts of UC Vegas 33 in one word or phrase. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of something that's less like you know surprising, but in a good way. Uh huh. You know? uh-huh. That's that's basically where I'm going there. Overseeing expectations. Yeah, I guess that's a little basic. I think we do better. Uh, Can we? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think so. I don't know. I I think you just got to go with what works, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I killed that. Oh, Blake, you we're, we're really going to end on, on this, like, bit of a mood? You know, it was just, like, that last week, this last week of fights yeah. was just a lot better than expected because I didn't have any expectations. Hey, I'll take it, but Blake, you're sometimes killing the mood better, sometimes. Sometimes it's better to have no expectations, you know, and then you don't get, you know, you don't, you don't get hurt, you don't get let down. You just go in there and, and you get surprised sometimes. You're like, oh, wow, like this is pretty cool. You I mean kind of what your parents do for you? No, that's what your parents do for you. You're an accident. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, that's just my little brother. I love and hate you so much. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch all of you after a new heavyweight interim champion is crowned. Go Derek Lewis.